there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. The doctor is in, but he's out, but he's in. Where is he? Well, he's out in another karate tournament with the family, and guess what? Is, am I right in saying, Dr. Doctor Batar, that Avi got... First place informs in the new age group, uh, 15 to 18, in the second and third degree division, which is a higher level of competition. This is for the 2015 year. He did not take the world title for this competition he's been working on for the year he ended up taking third place in in fighting uh lost to the guy who took the world championship from chile but right. uh but he uh took first in forms uh seven world champions in his in his ring and he did nice. unbelievable it was really nice he was competing against second and third degree black wow boys. yeah I, lo- I love hearing about this of course we have a karate family in, in our own way but uh, uh to see avi doing what he's doing we've seen him in, in action and he's just stunningly precise and the energy that he knows how to move if you ever get to see him you got to see I, in fact we're going to be together at, at the uh, healing revolution summit in Nashville, north carolina probably won't want to put him on the spot to do forms for everybody but it's amazing to watch yeah he's he's had a lot of people watching him so i don't think it really bothers him at this point but yeah he he does he does really well i'm proud of him yeah, absolutely. Well, look, uh, I know uh, you're going to be heading back after the show, but uh, we're glad to have you on board. We've got some advanced medicine to do. And, of course, we apply these principles to all areas of life, not just physiological health, but even uh, you know economic, political, and spiritual issues. And that, that's what makes it so fun and interesting. And, Dr. Vitar, I actually, a little later in the program, we had a, a phone call come in, and they were asking about a show we did from 2011. Hmm. I mean, you talk about that nothing goes to waste anymore. <laughs> people are going back to the beginning and catching up. It really is. This is I know to most people, they're probably thinking, what's well, a big deal? But, you know, to me, it's just amazing the number of people that now listen. I mean, honestly, Robert, I've had people from other countries on the other side of the planet, in Australia, in mm-hmm. Japan, ask me, you know, while they're in the clinic, you know, Dr. Char, on the radio show a couple of weeks ago, you said, and <laughs> holy crap, people actually listen to us? I know. Isn't that funny? It's like when we started, who knows? But, you know, literally, it is like something that is, you know, has great value. Of course, we know the, the, the so-called powers that be do not like it when you value individual liberty, self-healing, self-governance, independence. But I think we, we, you know, the striking of the chord, so to speak, that vibrates out to the world and comes back is something that can't be contained. Like Ron Paul has said and quoting others that, you know, an idea whose time has come cannot be stopped by any standing army. It's a very powerful statement. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's fun to, to see. And I just still find it humorous when we get a call like that or, or an email question about a show we did like three years ago. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just it blows me away. And, it, you know, the, the words from Spider-Man come to mind. With great <laughs> power comes great responsibility. And so we do have an obligation to make sure that 
the best information we can put out there, we're putting out there, which which I think we we have been doing, and I think that's mm-hmm. the reason that it's grown the way it has. Yeah, we are, and of course, when we get together occasionally, whether it be an advanced medicine seminar or as we have the great opportunity, our friend uh, Dr. Frank King has invited us, and we're all going to be together, and uh, Ty will be there as well, and, and a whole go- group of great people. There will be doctors and, and a lay audience, kind of a, an intermixed crowd for the weekend. Uh, it just only reinforces what we get to do when we're not visually seeing everybody hearing the words that we come together to do each week. Uh, but it's a lot of fun to connect. The energy is really uh, it just it's just so empowering. It is empowering, and it's uh, I have a real appreciation for having you ask me um, over three years ago to you know start doing this. I had actually thought about doing some kind of a radio show. But the problem was, you know, it's a lot of time, a lot of commitment, and uh, you just made it very easy for me because I just show up, I talk. And <laughs> yeah, you lucky do dog, you. One day I like to – you host. I'm just showing up, Dr. Vitar, but you know <laughs> you know what goes into this. <laughs> no, it's, it is appreciated, and it just made my um, – uh, you know, you set that intention for what you want, mm-hmm. and the creator gives it back to you in, in a much way, better way, and – um, it, it's been a perfect relationship because I had known you for many years before we even talked about this. So it just ended up being perfect. Yeah. It's, it, well, like I said, it's, it's fun. And, you know, we joke around too, of course, uh, we've got Ty that's going to join us together. And if you've never seen Ty and Dr. Batar interact in real life, it is just as silly and goofy as you hear what we do on radio. I think you'll enjoy it a lot. If you can handle like, uh, I, I don't know if it would be like uh, the, the, the insult comic scenario, but who out, who out does the next? Yeah, but actually, there's not really much competition because I just have to stand back and let Ty, you know, hurt himself, fall off the golf parts, <laughs> hurt himself. So there's not much I have to do, really. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but it'll be fun. Like I said, we're looking forward to getting the families together this week, and you still have time. All right, it's Monday, but Friday we'll be together the 18th through 20th in Asheville, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, come on down. It's be a great weekend. Uh, pools and zip lines for the kids and all kinds of fun stuff. We'll probably get to tour and see. Uh, uh, Dr. King's Bison Ranch and other, he's got camels like you do and then I think he visited you and got to see everything that you're doing uh, and he was just so amazed, your, your willingness to walk out in the midst of some of these animals but you, you carry such an energy uh, uh, what can I say? He was, he was actually surprised in how every one of the animals that you know, I talked to him about like it, to me if they're not um What's the point of having them if you can't interact with them? And they really are uh, very, very friendly. And uh, obviously, we're not going to let a little child go out there. No, no, of course. I mean, we were out there to see it as well, and you take precaution. But, I mean, what does it say about the energy of communication? Because, yes, they understand tone and intensity, but there's a vibration, you know, something that's kind of an intangible but very real when you interact with these animals that you have, I don't know if it's a Dr. Doolittle kind of thing, but you do have an interaction with them that they get it, you get it. I I think that's a very, very true statement with um, any animal, with with children. You know, one of the things, Robert, I think I've told you in person, I don't think we've ever talked about this there, but uh, a lot of children, uh, autistic children, have been traumatized by seeing doctors, and they have really an accentuated, uh, almost a hyper-responsiveness to the white coat syndrome. So they see somebody that comes 
Adam with the white coat, the kid, these kids, like, from what I'm told, at least, they really freak out. Right. And I normally don't wear a lab coat. I usually just wear scrubs. Uh, Jane, my nurse practitioner, whenever she walks in with a new child with autism, always takes off her lab coat. Mm-hmm. I always put on my lab coat. Always. Mm-hmm. I do it on purpose. And I will tell you, not once, not 10 times, not 100 times, virtually 90 Eight percent or greater times. I can only think of maybe one or two times where this hasn't happened. But I will walk in there, and the parents within the first five, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes will comment how it's so strange because their child is walking up, touching my beard, you know, mm-hmm. looking at my pen, coming while I'm talking to the parents, coming up and you know, looking at my nose or touching my hair or something. They said that they don't do that. They're they're usually frightened as soon as somebody comes in with a lab coat. They're just traumatized. But to me, I think it's because they are a pure source of energy. They haven't been uh, tainted, you know, with uh, being on the planet for that long. And yeah. they, they can sense just like a horse or a dog or any animal can sense fear, can sense good, can sense bad. Um, you know, people sometimes have argued with me about this point and said, you know, that's just ridiculous. This is all metaphysical BS. <laughs> but, and how is it possible that a dog can be trained as a therapy dog to actually predict a seizure episode or a diabetic ketoacidosis episode. These dogs will start spinning around in a circle. They're trained for it. As soon as they sense it, they, they are warning their owner that you're about to have a seizure before the owner's even aware of anything. I mean, they can sense it, you know, 30 seconds to a minute and a half before the person's even aware something's about to happen. Sure. And so, of course, it's because these dogs have a, a high level medical degree. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's their high level medical degree and their you know extensive pharmaceutical uh, training that they've had and understanding yes. the pharmacology aspect. I mean, obviously, it, their senses are more attuned. They they can sense uh, they can smell one part of urine, a million parts of water, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We know all that, but there's another component here, and it whether you want to call it metaphysical BS or you want to call it spirituality, you want to call it energy, the resonance, whatever it is. I mean, humans have it all the time. You walk into a room and a party and. You know, your house could have just burned down and somebody ran over your cat. And we've talked about this too, but you walk in a room and mm-hmm. there's somebody there and it just makes everything better or vice versa. You can right. just won the lottery and walk in a room and there's somebody there that you see and your energy just goes down. You, you know, so, Dr. Bittar, let me ask you this. When you first, as the doctor going in to help a family with a child who's been injured by vaccines, may have been diagnosed into the autism spectrum, does that energy shift? I mean, are, are you sensing the energies of this specific child, or do you have this generalized healer-type energy that comes in and the kid is, is taken off of the anxiety response to doctors previously been traumatized by to the point of openness and, and comfort and, and calm? You know, Robert, that's an excellent question, and I have no idea mm-hmm. because I don't do anything actively. Right. Um, I will tell you this, though. When I walk into a room, the over-sensing uh, energy that the, the, the overpowering energy that I experience, that I can sense, that I can feel, is not the child. It's the parents, and it's their agony, their mm. their desperation, their reluctance to believe, their all their all the trials and tribulations that they've gone through are basically all compacted in in them. And I will tell you that more often than not. Within the first visit or the second visit, the parents, one, usually both if they're present, will have some type of an emotional breakdown. Breakdown Um, when this happens. All right, let's take a quick break here. Fascinating discussion here as we do our advanced medicine with Dr. Rashi Bittar. 
Check it out. If you miss a show, MedicalRewind.com is the easy place to uh, pick up and catch up. In fact, we got a call from three years earlier, just now, about a show we did. So we'll get to that. As well. Stick around. Rocking the health world to the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, you guys and gals will get to experience it if you're going to join us at the Healing Revolution Summit, the interaction with Dr. Batar. But I, I was querying you, Dr. Batar, about something we haven't talked in depth about, the, the way you, you move into, a, let's say, a room, an examination room with the family and the child, the children that are coming to see you uh, all the time, and how I didn't think there would be a conscious, all right, now I'm going to make this, con-, because you've been doing it so so long that you can move in or step into these states of energy like tying your shoe you don't think about it not that people tie shoes anymore i don't know if they do but you know what i'm saying you just flow with something that maybe initially you you had to learn you were in a crash course uh with your own child so many years ago yeah but i'll tell you it's it's really less what i am thinking what i had to learn robert and it's just really opening up Mm -hmm. which is nothing special i don't think I, i i believe that everybody has that ability it's just most of us never tap into it uh, or never even recognize that we have it. And so if you don't recognize you have something or you don't believe it exists, it's hard for you to actually utilize it and right. allow it to benefit others. But, you know, the biggest energy sh- that I feel when I walk into a room is, is the parents. And uh, and it's really interesting, too, how usually it's confrontational. There's a lot of disbelief. There's a lot of, you know, this, this, this. I have to realign them. Sometimes I realign them gently because that's all it's needed. Sometimes it's pretty harsh. Um, but it, it's actually, I think, such an important part of the healing process because they have to almost shed their outer skin mm-hmm. to be able to allow the newer skin to appear, if that makes sense. And it's sure. not the child, it's the parents. Yeah, but they, br- they bring the baggage of the experience, as you said, the trauma, the emotions and everything. And, you know, the question is how to handle it, how to shift that energy, how to respond appropriately. You know, and sometimes, you know, you have to be tough about it. Other times you'd be gentle about it there. I think what you what you opened with this segment is the opening up to it. It's not like you can go to the manual and go, well, let me look. This parent said this. That means I'd either do A, B or C. I mean, you have to be very present to get that signal from spirit to say this is what they need. And, you, you know, be willing to, to provide it at that moment. Well, that's absolutely true. There's no doubt about that. And yes, you're absolutely right. There's no manual or book or, <laughs> or anything to, to look that up. But I'll tell you, one of the biggest emotions that they have is guilt. Wow. These parents have a tremendous amount of guilt because they feel that they did something wrong. They, fell, they basically failed or they fell down at their task of protecting their child. Many of them actually have, especially those that have heard about us in the last 10 years and didn't come and are coming now, they have a lot of additional guilt because they feel like, oh, well, I should have brought my child. I didn't or what, you know, and so dealing with a lot of these guilt issues is also it's a very simple thing because I tell them everything has a purpose, a time and a place. And you can't sit here and beat yourself about it. And I've also told parents that um, I've reminded them of all the, the, the common theme in most monotheistic religions and even even other types of, of faiths where the general belief is that the creator would not have given you a burden had he not felt you were capable of carrying it. But on, a, on a, even a more esoteric level, I'll tell you, I believe that a lot of this has to do with, if you talk about uh, from an energetic level, that each of these children that are coming, their purpose is to teach mankind patience, 
mm-hmm. unconditional love, tolerance, which is something that we as a global society have lost. We have more wars, we have more conflicts, we may have more fights, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I think that that's the reason that there's been, from, if you look at it from an energetic perspective, right. and, and I have to remind the parents that this is, you know, you've been picked out uh, because you, you were able to, you know, you, you've got a role here in how humanity is going to evolve from this point onwards. Wow. Yeah, profound. I mean, teaching us patience, unconditional love, tolerance. I mean, these are, these are uh, you know, high-level spiritual, uh, let's say, awarenesses that we often lose on our journey here talking about ma- many of the things that we think are important that actually are petty in the big scheme of things. But when a child is shaken, you know, shakes us to the core with this kind of injury, uh, the parents then have to relook at all of life, question everything perhaps. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is a it is an emotionally difficult, if not almost an impossible thing for them to deal with initially. And and as time goes on, they start coming around. Uh, some of them have to be realigned. I've just recently had right before the Autism One conference, I had a couple of parents that have been under treatment. The children have been under treatment for a year, two years, and have done remarkably well. Rap TD scores have dropped down from the five six hundreds down to you know, 250, 220. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, some of the comments that they made, and you know, they're very grateful, but some of the comments that they made, I had to remind them, listen, you guys are getting off, you know, you're falling off the, uh, um, you're falling off the right right path. You, you're going on the wrong path. Sure. Well, hold on. we got to go back to that right path in a moment. We need to take a quick break here. Advanced Medicine Monday and naturalnewsradio.com and GCN, our syndicator. MedicalRewind.com. If you ever miss a show, easy access. We've got lots more healing to go. Stick around. The Robert Scott Bell Show. of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. We're just talking with Dr. Batar about the parents, you know, really going through the trauma of dealing with a child, guilt associated with what happened, uh, vaccine injuries or other things. And you were talking about sometimes having to deal with the parents that have maybe fallen off the path, so to speak, the right path. Can you elaborate? What were you exactly meaning by that in your interaction with these parents? Well, these are people that have seen and witnessed the improvement in their child where the RAPTD, a subjective SF36 patient outcome-based measuring tool that we've adapted to be able to measure the improvement in these children where the scores have gone from 500 or 600 down to 200, which anything below a 200, between 150 and 200 is neurotypic anyway. And so they've seen a tremendous amount of improvement where the child wasn't talking and is now talking, was still in diapers now, not in diapers, was not able to go to school and is now in mainstream school with maybe an aide. But they're, you know, well on their way, almost completely recovered. And the parent will make a comment like, when my child is better. And I have to stop them uh-huh. and say, what? I had a, actually, I had this happen recently with a patient where they made a comment that was so infuriating to me that, you know, how can you make a comment after two years of treatment, after seeing the results in your child, you make this comment? And I, to, to make sure that he understood where he'd gone wrong, I said, I'll tell you what, I'm discharging your child from my practice. 
and the man immediately you could see the shift in his face uh-huh uh, you know he had tears in his eyes he panicked and i said listen to what you just said you said when my child gets better i'm going to do this and that i said the universe is now telling you f you buddy i've already proven it to you now you prove it to me are you worthy of this because this is what people forget they think that this is a uh, something that happened to them it didn't happen to them it happened to their child and you know probably the radio show is probably not the place to go into this because this is a long discussion but sure everything happens robert you and i know mm-hmm. and if you talk about it from a spiritual perspective and from a reincarnation perspective some of the thoughts are that that uh, people pick their role mm-hmm. and you have to understand that these children that are coming in with this problem these are very evolved souls these are very very advanced highly gifted cognitive beings these children are never when, when they come back around mm-hmm. when when we bring them back they don't come back to normal children they're extraordinary children they're gifted in ways that we don't even recognize and understand. I mean, just like what you were talking about, Abby, how precise he is. I mean, yes. a, a kid that's 15 years old goes into the 15 to 18-year-old ring into the, from the first degree to the second and third degree division with seven world champions in his, in his ring and takes first place. I mean, and this is just one little example. It's not even a big example. I've seen kids that can't talk, that their parents didn't think they knew anything. They're just sticking them in front of a DVD player, and they've mathematically corrected the father's complicated uh, mechanical engineering formula that he was having a problem with in like 10 seconds, 20 seconds, maybe, maybe 30 seconds. And the father had been working on this problem for three weeks. Right. Example here, Dr. Batari with Abby, it's just, you don't learn to move energy the way he does at the age of 15. You know, that means they had an ability that they came in with. And, yeah, and Robert, actually, and actually, to take it even to the more extreme, I mean, he was doing this at five, six, seven years right. of age, where his instructors would say, "I don't know where, you know, we never taught him this. How did he? How did he know this?" Exactly. I mean, to- That's a big shift in consciousness when you recognize the uh, the continuity of life beyond life, and we sometimes pay lip service to it. And there's a lot of controversy because of certain dogmas and beliefs. But when you see this firsthand, time and time again, you begin to say, "Okay, reality is much more than we have been taught." Absolutely. Yeah. His uh, master, Master Cabrera, and his previous master, Master Rodriguez, who's now in the D.C. area, you know, they were both here at the World Championships. And um, Master Rodriguez, who's no longer his instructor, but he's where Abi started 10 years ago, you know, watched his, all his competition. Didn't watch the, the Saturday new, new tournament, but saw the, everything for the top 10. And, uh, you know, they both commented alone separately to me about how extraordinary the thing he is. And Master Cabrera actually told Abby, he said, look, I want you to consider becoming an instructor. And, I mean, that's, they just don't do that at the age of 15. And he told me right. after, he said, you know, that's the type of energy I want to represent our school. Because parents, he goes, I can see parents saying, to, you know, I want little Johnny to be like Abby. Mm-hmm. Because of he's so humble, he's so calm. I mean, he's a great instructor. He kids love him. They gravitate. I, I don't know how many little kids you know right. kept on running up. Where's Abby competing? Where's Abby competing? But even in my ring, Robert, in my own ring, in the mm-hmm. top ten, one of the guys who's a competitor sees uh, says taps me in the shoulder. He goes, you have a son that competes, and I said yes. He goes, what's his name? And I said Abby. He said I recognize the last name on your uniform. And he goes, I knew I knew that name. And he goes, I was his judge in such and such tournament. So I'm thinking, okay, great. You know, we used to be, oh, yes, uh, you must be the son of so-and-so. But now I'm recognized as the father. The father. dad of, yeah, exactly. Isn't that great? 
you know, the gifts that we recognize in our children, how we want to inspire them to to do that, encourage them. But in many cases, as you said, they're here to teach us. And and that's the whole thing about this shift that's going on right now with the uh, vaccine injury into what's called the autism spectrum. Uh, these souls have chosen to come in, but you know that doesn't absolve us of, of needing to be responsible to protect our kids once we become aware of the fact that, for instance, medicine has been uh, on a wrong path for a lot of t- long time now, and that it actually damages us in the, under the guise of, of caring for us or preventing disease. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that's one of the most important messages is the responsibility that we have to our future generations and the responsibility is doesn't just extend to our own child it extends to all children and to all future generations and i think that's uh, one of the common themes that i have to get across to these parents that whatever you've learned whatever you've understood and especially once you, this part of your journey is over and it's behind you mm-hmm. You have to make sure that you prevent others from falling in the same hole as you have and you help others. And it's very important to me that, I mean, I have to tell them, look, it's not about them coming to my clinic. I don't care. I'd much rather you just tell them, don't vaccinate your child. Make sure you get the amalgams out of your mouth. Educate people so that they don't make the same mistakes that you have yourself. Well, listen, I want to go to the calls here, uh, 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355. Even if we're off the air, you can leave a message, and, and that's what uh, happened with this call. And I was saying they are going back in time to listen as if they are happening today, which is why I say no expiration dating required on this show, and <laughs> no preservatives <laughs> at all, because the information never really goes bad. Uh, so here's the caller. Yes, hi. My name is Mary. I'm calling from San Diego, California. And you had um, Dr. Rashid Buttar on your show on 12-12 of 2011 in which he talked about um, coffee enemas and that he was going to post his protocol for coffee enemas up. I wasn't sure if it was on your site or his, but I can find no coffee enema protocols on either one of your websites. You know, I I, I find that we, talking about coffee enemas is interesting and it's funny and of course we make fun of Super Don who refuses to acknowledge that he would put coffee in that way but what's more interesting to me about that call that Mary called from San Diego is that she, she's listening to a show from December 12th of 2011 you know, almost three years ago and you know I said the unique thing about the, uh, what we're doing is it really the information doesn't go bad no that's true Robert it's uh very, very gratifying to know that the information is still being utilized from you know two, three, four years ago. That's that's really awesome. Uh, just to answer that person's question, we did have that information up, and there are a lot of different sites that have different versions. But we found we, we basically took that off and put it on a patient-only component a page on our site because we were getting too many people calling with questions, and mm-hmm. we can't answer those questions if they're not patients of ours. Because there's an implied medical liability. So one of my attorneys had reviewed this site you know, a couple of years back and um, basically said there's certain things that they recommended that either be password protected or put in an area that not the general public couldn't access, sure. you know, only patients could, or to completely take it off. So that's probably what happened with those files and that they're not accessible now to the public. I think there are still accessible, just not to the public. They're only for patients that are active patients. In well, and, and listen, it's not like that information is not available everywhere. I mean, there are even YouTubes. I'm not talking graphic, but I mean, just the descriptions of how to use it. And there are certain uh, subtle shifts between practitioners. Says, one says, does it this, do it this way, a little this way. But the basic premise is that, you know, by delivering certain aspects of, of the coffee, including the caffeine, to the liver directly instead of the adrenals, 
there is a, a, a direct interaction with the liver to cause it to dump the toxins right back out in the colon. Evidence as well that there's an enhanced production of glutathione as well. So it's a fascinating, simple protocol that some people find uh, off-putting, but yet a very powerful uh, mechanism to support detoxification. Right. And in addition to that, it also creates a great osmotic gradient that starts to shift the flow of fluids in versus out, you know, of the of the intestines. So there's an osmotic gradient aspect to it too. And I think the key things to remember are that you people want to know, shall I, you know, what kind of coffee? If you can use an organic source of coffee, that's a good thing. Um, a lot of people are worried about, you know, the caffeine. How's that going to affect me? I've never drank coffee. You don't have to worry about the caffeine from that side. You don't get the sympathetic response like you would by drinking it. The other components are. Well, coffee has a lot of acids and a lot of metals in it. <clears throat> How is that going to affect me? Uh, again, it's acting from that osmotic gradient aspect. The coffee is not being um, necessarily uh, absorbed into your system, but the, we're using it as a as a gradient to create that dumping, as you described, Robert. Mm-hmm. So those are the principles that you want to remember. Can I use a coffee maker <laughs> to heat the water up? Yes, you can. Um, you know, and sometimes there's some people say, "No, you shouldn't use a coffee maker. You shouldn't." Design. We're we're not. No pun intended. Inly, uh, <laughs> retentive about it, right? right. You know, use basic common sense guidelines, and of course, let the coffee cool down to room temperature before you exactly. use it. If you do not, there's not a lot we can do to help you. That's right. You don't need cream or sugar. <laughs> and blah blah blah. <laughs> I know the jokes. The jokes keep on coming in this regard. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so I'm so grateful that uh, you know when I started in radio back in 1999. If you did a show and somebody missed the show. It was over. You, you know, that moment in time, time was gone. And what has happened now, because of the way we have the ability to archive it, there is an, a, like an infinite potential for a message to continue out in space, like you send it out through outer space, and it, and it goes, and wherever it hits, it's still hearing it for the first time. And that's happening in real time. And that call uh, from, uh, from Mary in San Diego is evidence of that that there's nothing wasted. And, and I love that from a martial arts discussion perspective as well, that the law of economy, you know, getting the most out of every movement. And when we do this show, it could be three, five years from now, somebody will say, wow, that changed my life. And we have no idea who it's going to touch. Uh, that's true. And that is extremely, extremely empowering mm-hmm. for, for me personally. <laughs> Well, in, in many ways, that had to be only available to a book. A book would sit there, and when a person picked it up, they can access it. But we have that kind of ability now with the spoken word, which is very exciting. And by the way, if you haven't done so, the nine steps to keep the doctor away will be available. It is right now, but it will be with us, all of us, in Asheville, North Carolina. You get a signed copy uh, from Dr. Batar. We're going to uh, do one more uh, break here, and then we'll be back to wrap up Advanced Medicine Monday after this. Live around the world, the Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott, the Robert Scott Bell Show. Remember, if you ever miss a show, available at medicalrewind.com, particular to the Advanced Medicine Mondays that we do. Occasionally, we'll do a Tuesday. Depends on, on Dr. Batar's travel schedule, but we're able to catch him here head, before he heads back. The uh, uh, you know the broader-based show, of course, through naturalnewsradio.com and our syndicator GCN and heard around the world on UK Health Radio, as well as Digital Radio-103 down under in Australia, where it is winter right now. And uh, Dr. Batar, again, the media... The ability to outcreate the old media is a blast. 
Speaking of the media, the mainstream media, of course, uh, someone who joined me on Fox News uh, a while back. It's Ty Bollinger joining us now. What's going on, we're fellas? Gonna, we're going to actually allow Riff Raff to come on the show now. <laughs> hey, that, that's, that's like, Mr. I'd rather have the FDA come visit us. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that'd be Mr. Riff Raff to you, Doc. Does, this, does, <laughs> does it sound like we've done this before, Groundhog Day? What's going on here? <laughs> I don't know what it is. When we get together, we just go down that same <laughs> pattern or rabbit hole, but it's a lot of fun. And I'm encouraging everybody to join us when we're all together in Asheville, North Carolina, at the Healing Revolution Summit together. Now, it is an amazing thing. Uh, to watch the interaction of you two. It's like, you know, college buddies that, that, that never left college. That is an illusion. See, this is, a, this is the illusion aspect that we were talking about, the difference <laughs> between the Republicans and the Democrats. It's an illusion created to make the sheeple continue mm-hmm. down the same path that the herd is going down so that there's no uh, discourse among them. As you say, Robert Sheeples was a, I know you refer to people as Sheeples from, from an affectionate basis, but you know, it's the same type of thing that we've got going on with this illusion between the conflict between the Jews and the Muslims. But the mm-hmm. truth is, it's all like a reality show. It's cr- designed to create dumbing down of the population mm-hmm. and the puppet masters that really control the true essence of what's going on are the ones that are controlling, whether it's a Democratic or Republican president, whether it's the Jewish media or the pro-Arab president right now that are you know being featured in the same news media. Whatever it is, people have to open their eyes and start realizing that it doesn't matter who's in power. The, the ones behind the power are the same people. The, you know, why is it that somebody like Ron Paul, who by all measurements, mm-hmm. uh, even though the media wasn't giving him the the fair amount of yeah. coverage exactly but you know even among the the left he was more popular i mean university of berkeley i mean you can't get any more left than that right and he had like 10,000 people uh, appear at his rallies at university of california in berkeley whereas the republican candidates may have had 3 or 400 people showing up well, how does a person like that not get elected well there's manipulation, and I think we all know that. I think the general public knows that. Mm-hmm. But this, uh, with Ty and I, that is not an illusion. That is real. <laughs> well, good good thing I've alerted the media. They've got the helicopters flying above the resort in Asheville to see if you guys are going to get on a golf bar, golf cart kit together. You know what? Let me. I can assure you that we won't. As a matter of fact, I don't. I don't plan on doing anything with Doctor Bittar over there. I'm going to try to stay on the other side of the resort. Listen, if you guys want to see what if you guys want to see what post traumatic stress disorder will do to a person, yes. just bring a golf cart around and you will see Ty covering in a hole sucking his thumb. <laughs> oh no. So hey, you know what? The, the the amazing thing is is that uh, my hands are almost back to hundred percent now, just a little over three weeks after the accident. The skin's grown back. Yeah. I've been using sovereign silver and this other Regenoderm cream on them and awesome. they are I mean, I, I, I can't do chin-ups or anything yet because the, the, the skin's not quite pliable, but it's grown back pretty nicely. Uh, we'll awesome. get to see it firsthand. Yeah. And by the way, Dr. King's all about the healing revolution. He says he's going to enter you two in a three-legged race. I don't know what that's all about. Well, you know what? Uh, we, we'd probably win. We'd probably win because we'd be, both be running so hard to get away from each other. 
<laughs> that the synergy would just deliver us to the other end in no time. I but want hey, that on video, if guys. We'd be so disoriented, we'd be yeah. running in the same direction. <laughs> yeah, no, that's hilarious. Listen, I, I want everybody to – this is the kind of fun we are going to have. And, of course, it's serious, too. We'll be revealing some great information from the stage. And Dr. Batar's got a, a continuing education uh, presentation for doctors as well, uh, Healing Revolution Summit. All the links are up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Ty, thanks for dropping by a little early this week. That was a lot of fun. And uh, Dr. Batar, another great uh, advanced medicine segments that we put together. Well, yeah, thanks, always for, good thanks, to, thanks for having me on. And believe it or to, not, I, I, I'm actually looking forward to seeing both of you as much as it hurts to, to say that. <laughs> okay. I'm just looking forward to seeing your family, uh, uh, Ty. I'm not, I'm not really looking forward to seeing you at all. We'll that, get the no, family. Actually, and, and Charlene said to be sure that you, that you bring in Deb and the kids. So. Yes, yeah. they are. Well, actually, just, just Rahan's coming. Abby actually won't be because we've got a family reunion to go to afterwards. So, so to keep the summer break even with his mom, he won't be there. But, okay. uh, but uh, Rahan will be there, my youngest. All right. Well, awesome. we'll see you guys there this week coming up. Everybody, check it out. Be with us. And uh, remember, the power to heal is definitely yours. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show.